0: Welcome to the new series from Performance Works International, Guest Practices. I'm Jeremy Blaine, CEO of Performance Works International, and I'll be running a series of videocasts with special guests who have a story to tell from both business and life experiences. The conversations are designed to explore their journey, uncovering new ideas, innovations and next practices that we can all learn from and be inspired by. In today's episode of Guest Practices, I'm happy to welcome Sydney-based Carly Lyon. Carly is a business leader, speaker, and former international publicist who helps entrepreneurs, executives, and leaders elevate their personal brand, which is particularly relevant today in this age of transformation and disruption that we're all challenged by. In the past, she's represented celebrities, authors, business people, and even supermodel Miranda Kerr. It's all about mastering the art of getting yourself out there. In our episode today, we'll uncover the power of creating a strong personal brand, what that means, how to do it, and the benefits that can be realized at whatever your level. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Guest Practices. I am delighted to welcome Carly Lyon. Carly, welcome. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Jeremy.
0: Well, why don't we start by you introducing yourself properly to our audience and your passion and your business?
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much. Well my name is Carly Lyon as you have already rightly mentioned and for the past 15 years I've been in PR and really only recently in the past two years Jeremy I've started to use my professional expertise in a whole new way. So previously I was representing high profile individuals from all over the world and essentially helping them elevate their personal brand whereas now with the I suppose the rise of social media, I'm starting to help executives, entrepreneurs and everyday individuals really understand what their personal brand is and how to articulate that both online and offline. And I'm really passionate about it for so many reasons. I just feel as though by putting yourself out there by exposing who you are what you do and what you love you open yourself up to you know new people new opportunities that you may not have ever known existed and in the international marketplace that we're all operating in I just feel like there's so much opportunity to be had and especially now post-COVID we really are operating in an international market and it's really exciting times it's just really exciting times.
0: Oh, I couldn't agree more with you, which really leads us to the next question, because I'm familiar with the concept, but it's relatively new for some professionals who don't really talk about it quite openly. So maybe you could explain what is a personal brand and why is developing one so important in this day and age?
1: You know, it's funny, the, the term itself was coined in 1997 by Tom Peters, a management guru in a Fast Company article. So he was really so far ahead of his time and it hasn't been until social media has risen to the extent that it has, that we've, it's become part of our vernacular. So how would I describe a personal brand? Essentially, it's how you are recognized and remembered. And I know there's a famous quote by Jeff Bezos who basically said, Your personal brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. And I think what I'm all about is helping people become intentional, not only about, I suppose, managing that narrative, but also becoming really intentional about who is speaking about them when they're not in the room and making sure that it's the right people and not really worrying about all the other people that that don't really matter because there will always be a lot of naysayers and some people still think personal branding is a dirty word and i just don't quite think that they've really got their head around that this is the reality and and this is how it's going to be going forward
0: So why would it be crucial for a a leader like Jeff Bezos, let's say, or others um, at any level, potentially within organisations, need to do this to, if you like, kind of grow their profile or network or whatever they're trying to do? As a professional. Well,
1: there's a whole number of reasons that it becomes beneficial. If you're an employee, it becomes beneficial from the sense that you are opening yourself up to opportunities out there. You know, I think COVID has proven to everyone right now that there's no such thing as a secure position, no matter what level of your company you're in. So just by building a personal brand and developing personal influence as opposed to simply positional influence, you are I suppose, better prepared for situations like this where one minute you're you're in this huge company, the ne- next minute it doesn't exist. And you've got, I suppose, it, you've developed uh, a reputation in the industry outside of just your immediate network that you can physically reach. So I think that's one. From a CEO perspective and a leader's perspective, I think it adds a lot of value to the company. You know, in, in short, I think that there, when not only does it help get the values of the business and the story of the business out into the marketplace because, you know, using social media to just spurt out company, company, I suppose, um, company jargon, it doesn't really work. That's not what people are following. People want to follow people. They want to connect with people. And there's almost an expectation now around the level of transparency that comes with who is at the head of a company, what are their values and how are they guiding the company. So it adds value to the company that a person's leading. So there's, I could keep going on and on. I also think, Jeremy, what's not spoken about is there is an intrinsic need in every human being, no matter where you are in your career, to be seen, heard and recognized for who you are. And my experience, having always been an introvert throughout my entire career and always hesitating and not wanting to put myself out there, and then actually suddenly embracing the idea and starting to put myself out there and exposing myself to new opportunities it's been quite a cathartic experience for myself, and I—it's one I highly recommend to others. So there's—I yeah, could keep going on.
0: Sorry, you were an introvert, or I an introvert. am.
1: Still an <laughs> introvert. I know, I know, right?
0: Hang on. I—I um, uh, yeah. <laughs> love that. This is about being seen, heard, ha- being recognised as well for yeah. the expert or for what you want to be recognized for. So, so I guess the $64,000 question is what are the steps that we should take to build our strong personal brand? And what is, you know, what about that helps us then develop a story or a narrative that people can recognize and repeat?
1: Okay, so first and foremost, from, in terms of the steps, and I want to make this super practical so that it's actionable steps and it's not theoretical, you know, figure out what your passion is. Figure, I mean, as much as it is absolutely important to think about your big picture, I think it's really important to know that your personal brand, I believe that where it becomes really powerful is when you straddle who you are today what you've achieved today, what you're really good at today, but you also are keeping in mind who you want to be in the future. So becoming really clear about, okay, this is me today and this is my future self and starting to, I suppose, allow that to guide how you're positioning yourself. So what I mean by that is if you know that you essentially in the future, really want to be seen in an authority in one particular space for one particular reason, and you're not necessarily there yet as you are, try to find the bridging narrative between the two and start to allow that, whatever it might be, it might be that you're in marketing, innovation, transformation, start to allow that storyline to come into your personal brand and the way you're positioning yourself today. For example, I had a client um, just today, we ran a session and where she was getting stuck was she was just focused on who she was at that point in her career, as opposed to also bringing in who she wanted to be, if that makes sense. So, So she was stuck in seeing herself in one way and not, not elevating to where she wanted to be. I'm not sure if that's, if that's really clear, But for example, one way that that becomes practical and bringing it down to an actionable step is her profile shot. For example, it was very much how she saw herself in the now. You know, I said to her, do you think that photo looks like who you ultimately want to be or how you ultimately want to be seen? And she said, well, I suppose I just wanted people to see me for who I am, you know, as I, you know that's where you would see me in a cafe. I said, but is that how you'd want to see people to see you on a stage? Or is that how you would like to be seen uh, if you were on TV, for example? And that's where that future vision of who you want to be needs to shape who you are now. So coming back to the practical, is your profile shot, does it look aspirational as opposed to just practical? your bio, does your storyline and the way you're presenting yourself, does it sound just like a resume of what you've done today? Or does it have elements of, yes, what you've done, what you've achieved and your credibility, but also the storyline of what you love to do? You're not necessarily going to disclose exactly what your dreams are, but maybe you are. I've certainly seen that in bios that actually read like a story and not a resume. So they're just two practical steps to think about in terms of positioning yourself online and and creating that personal brand online. But of course, the goal with any online interaction is to eventually take that offline. And even if offline means having a Zoom call, I still consider that offline. It's not just, you know, uh, communicating through a social media platform. So you do want to be sure that when people do meet you offline, that you're still it's consistent with how you're showing up online it's not just you haven't created this persona online because you think you're going to reach more people or connect with more people but then you're completely opposite when you're in person so hopefully there are some practical steps but really thinking about coming back to what i said before jeremy how do you want to be recognized and remembered? What do you want to be recognized and remembered for and why? And I would say that they're probably the important elements to really consider. And how does that then filter down into your profile shot, your bio, your speaking topics, etc., etc.? et, cetera,
0: et cetera. You know, it's really interesting because listening to you I'm playing it back in my own mind as well I'm thinking you know it's only been relatively recently that I've started thinking that way thinking about that future self Mm. I have been very much living in the now and how I would like to be seen now and the things that I'm doing now it's a really good tip and in fact it reminded me of uh, the actor Matthew McConaughey who when he accepted the Oscar I think for Intercella wasn't it um, he thanked his future self.
1: Oh, I love that. That
0: aspiration was yeah. what he was aiming for, and it and it guided how he changed his persona, how he was seen in the industry, how he behaved, ha- his craft, everything. Um, oh, I and love
1: that. That gave it. me goosebumps, Jeremy. <laughs> and can I tell you a really amazing tip in how to really bring that future self into the now? there is an incredible book called The Alter Ego Effect by Todd Herman. And he talks about the power of using an alter ego. So what I often suggest to my clients is they literally write out what who their future self is. And what he talks about is using a token to basically embody or bring on or channel that that alter ego. So it might be, for example, he uses examples like Martin Luther King when he was quite an introverted person and didn't necessarily want to be the outspoken person or the face of a movement. So what he did was he actually wore glasses, but they were non-prescriptive. And so when he put on the glasses, he became Martin Luther King. The, the face of the movement. Or Winston Churchill, he when he walked out in the morning, as he stepped out, he was Winnie at home, but when he stepped to the door, he got a hat, he put his hat on and he became the prime minister. So for me, what I use is my red lipstick. When I put on my red lips, I'm no longer the introverted, quiet, and no, you know, non-assuming person that I'd always been. I'd always been behind the scenes, you know, I really allow that to come through. So it's a, it really works. It might be a bit out there for some people, but once you put it into practice, you'll uh, definitely recognize the the value in it.
0: That does make sense to me too, is that yeah. depending on what stage I'm on or the virtual class I'm doing or something like this, I, yeah. I will think more deeply uh, about it but perhaps not deeply enough <laughs> I think but I love that so the alter ego effect by yeah. Todd Herman. did you say
1: yeah Todd Herman he's God, he, Todd Herman yeah he he works with CEOs and uh, high-performing athletes and it's a great book it and just it's I suppose what I love about it it's about using imagination in a positive way Because we're constantly, you know, using our imagination to think what could go wrong? What are people saying about me? What, you know, all of these negative things, whereas this is really about using the power of imagination for something really positive. And if it's placebo effect, I don't really care because it absolutely works.
0: Well, it seems to do indeed. So let's assume then, Carly, that uh, I've been in dire need of a rebrand and it sounds like I have now. So uh, (laughs) it's going to come away from this thinking, oh no, oh no, I've got it all wrong. I need to really rethink (laughs) this. Um, So let's assume then that I and others listening are ready to to do this. We've spent a bit of time thinking about our future self, uh, how we want to be perceived, what that brand looks like, the story behind it. So how do I go about relaunching or launching my personal brand to help me build my profile, my network, my relationships? It's
1: it's a it's a big question insofar as it really does become dependent on the individual. But let's say kind of broad strokes top line. I would definitely go back to first and foremost, because we are, and this is where it has become so relevant, so much of what we're doing is online. That's really the first place to look is when I Google myself and I do a bit of an audit, what's coming up? What, you know, what are the messages that are coming up and are they the ones that I want? Uh, I think that changing your image, even if it's just changing your headshot, so not necessarily going out and dyeing your hair or doing something crazy, but even just updating your headshot can be an amazing way to relaunch because your headshot or any kind of visual is the first point of call. That's where people are going to immediately be drawn to, to connect with you because it's as close as possible as what they would normally do in person. So they want to look at your face. They want to look at your eyes and that's how they're going to connect. And if you have video material, even better. So That might be one great place to start. So, assuming you've got then all of your social media sites in order and you've really thought about what it, what does my profile shot represent? And is it, you know, indicative of who I want to be as well as who I am? What does my bio say? And would I be happy if I had an opportunity to be featured in the New York Times or I i was on a major TED stage and would I be happy if they read this out in my introduction? And if not, then perhaps re-look at it. So assuming all of those things are done, It's about looking at, okay, starting with your network. So not necessarily immediately thinking big and thinking, oh, I've got to get out to the media and I've got to write a book and I've got to do a TED talk. Start with your network and where you're at. And it can be as simple as sending out an email to your network and saying, you know, this is what I'm up to and this is what I'm doing or just touching base with people. I think in the busy, crazy world that we live in, we do forget to massage our network regularly as opposed to just reaching out when we need something so that even just that small step of just reaching out and saying hey this is what I'm up to this is what I'm doing please keep me in mind if let's say Jeremy you've got a new talk and you know so that would be the first step for most people.
0: Great and 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 you know, and I think that's important because you've got to have a plan. There's no, there's no point yeah. in going through all of this and then not really understanding well what the objective is and where you start yeah. and where you're aiming for. You can't just, I mean, it's all very well shooting for the stars, but you've got to start somewhere, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's the whole thing.
1: And I think that the the other element that I haven't actually discussed up until now is you do also need to be clear about who you want to be adding value to. So what problem are you solving And for whom. So, you've thought about who you are, you've thought about who you want to be, you've thought about the things that you love to do and why you love to do them. But ultimately, it's about then adding value to a particular audience and knowing who that audience is. Not only knowing who that end audience is, but who I call them the guardians of influence are. So, for example, Jeremy, My target target audience is female entrepreneurs and executives over 35. So I know that when I'm talking on social media, a lot of my material is going to resonate or at least I'm going to try to resonate with them and their issues and what they, you know, can relate to. But I also know who are the influencers in between me and them or the guardians of influence. So it might be a particular magazine that I will look to work with or a podcast that I know have that audience. And I'll really, I suppose there's two strategies at play is how do I get in front of those guardians of influence? And you know, what do I need to do to start creating relationships with those people? If it's a media outlet or a speakers bureau or whatever else. And I think today, having been in PR for as long as I have today, it is so easy because of social media. So when I want to reach out to a journalist, I now can see what he or she is actually personally interested in and I'll know almost instinctively if the story is going to fly with them because I know what their personal touch points are and their passions are. And you can tailor your pitch and your relationship strategies to that. So using social media for that benefit is also really powerful. So that's the other element of, of the whole I suppose, spectrum of personal branding is you know who you are and you know who you're adding value to. And I think for anyone who is hesitant about putting themselves out there, I would always say, well, keep connecting with your message and why you're doing it. So every time I have a moment where I'm thinking, oh, that's really out of my comfort zone or I don't feel comfortable or I might have a moment where I'm worrying about what my peers or colleagues think, I will immediately think about but what if I can reach one more woman and I'm able to inspire her to really put herself out there and allow her ideas to be out in the marketplace and that pushes me through that hesitation.
0: It really takes a lot of thought in the background and something that again there's a red flag going up in my <laughs> in my own head as you're speaking and thinking about this because I think I can be guilty of being too generalist sometimes, and therefore yeah. the messaging can be mixed or it's set. It's going to different audiences, but I love what you yeah. say. It's know yourself and know your audience, and yeah. then understand really learn your audience yeah. and learn those those uh, hot buttons uh, to press.
1: Absolutely. So, a question.
0: Uh, sorry, Carly, go on
1: no I was, I was just going to say and also be open to the fact that your audience might shift and change as you will shift and change unlike a typical branding conversation where let's say we're we're looking at a company who wants their branding done and they've got a logo that they're almost assume that they're going to have for a decade or beyond you know when it comes to a human we can't ever we're not static And we're constantly changing. It only takes for one major life event or not even a major life event, a small life event for us to shift our values to change. And it's just about, I suppose, constantly allowing yourself to shift and change and and keeping, I suppose, the narrative fresh to where you are and where you're at, not feeling like you are a prisoner to who you are today or what you may have, may have wanted five years ago. It is going to constantly evolve and shift because we're human.
0: Got it. And, I, and and an important point here then is that, is the payoff. And it's a question that I ask all of my guests okay. is that what, what's the cost of not doing this for an individual who's wanting to really promote their brand and grow and do all of those things. And, and what's, what's the prize from your ex- experience from the people who are getting it Right.
1: Yeah, I think it all comes back to what I mentioned earlier, the difference between positional influence and personal influence. And I can even say from experience, you know, I was in my heyday in PR, I was representing a world-leading supermodel and I could ring any editor or producer anywhere in the world. I could pick up the phone and say, hi, I'm Carly Lyon and I'm representing da, 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 and they And and I would get through. The minute I went on extended maternity leave, it was like... I, I couldn't call anyone. I, I suddenly all of that influence had disappeared because all of a sudden it was all based on positional influence. So by not developing that personal influence, Jeremy, you do put yourself at risk of whatever influence you have being taken away at any moment. And I think it's important for me to note that personal branding is not a short-term activity. It's a long-term mindset. This isn't something you just do for five minutes and, you know, you get a big outcome and then that's it. It's just, a con- it's consistently showing up, consistently putting yourself out there and consistently adding value to the collective conversation. And, and I suppose being open to what might come of that. So that to me is the biggest thing that you potentially miss out on you know I have uh, colleagues of mine who were very much on board with social media and on board with building their brand right from the get-go we started businesses at a similar time they now have robust audiences a book deals they've got different uh, different levels of opportunities and I think that that's what you're potentially missing out on also
0: Great. Well, yes. And, and then when you flip that and you start getting yeah. it right, all of that, you can see, see coming there. So look, it's been a fascinating discussion, Carly, and yes. I've really enjoyed it. I'm sure everybody watching this is really enjoying it too. And if they want to know more and um, pick your brains, uh, get in touch, yep. uh, what should they do?
1: Uh, I am on car- at carlylion.com. So that's my website and also Instagram and LinkedIn. Just under my name.
0: Great. Well, look, thank you so much for joining us. Thank it's you. been great. Lots of insight coming out here and some great practical steps and tips to get started. If you, if you've not started down that road and maybe rethink about it a little bit for those of us that uh, thought we had a personal <laughs> brand when we started this <laughs> discussion <laughs> and perhaps <laughs> don't. Uh, so thank you so much, Carly. See you next thank time. You,
1: thank you so much.
0: Thank you for joining our guest practices videocast. Please do subscribe to our YouTube channel through the link below or check out our website to access more in our current series of expert interviews.